It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's Superhero Slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's Superhero Slate. Hello everyone and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris. And my name is Mike. And this week, we're breaking down that Deadpool and Wolverine trailer, which was a week ago from the Super Bowl, which... Mike and I met myself. I forgot happened was a week ago. So. <laughs> yeah, I think that's that's just a good that's a good sign though, and I'll explain in a minute. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we're uh, the Fantastic Forecast is finally revealed. We can talk about the worst kept secret in Hollywood and some concept <laughs> art. We're gonna review Madam Web at the end of the episode because I know all of you ran out and saw it. That's why we waited to do it today and include this because everyone's seen it. Everyone has seen Madam Web, uh, obviously. <laughs> so we can we can review it here at the end of the episode and more. Yes, this is like I, I I'm just kind of pulling this together right now. This very well could be one of the more exciting episodes that we record all year. There is so much going on in this episode. So this is one of the unintended benefits of not doing a Super Bowl post recording where we like run down the trailers and the commercials. We get to bring the best of what happened last week and all mm -hmm. the other like boring chaff falls to the side. So we're going to talk about that awesome stuff. There's like, exciting announcements that came out this week. We get to remove. We get to review. I would say a pretty infamous movie at this point in time. Mm -hmm. So there's like a ton of great stuff that we're gonna talk about. But also, I think most importantly, this is like maybe a superhero slate first. This is the only time we've ever done this, and the only time Chris has ever done this to me. Oh and my this god! This is just <laughs> hyping everybody up yeah. for the end of the episode. So you you have to listen all the way through. Because I'm sure you've dropped your phone plenty of times, and like the, you know, the bottom of the screen is cracked, and you can't quite get to the skip or scrub bar. So you're gonna have to listen to the whole episode to get to the end, the Madam Web review. Because you might be asking, hey, I've been a loyal subscriber to you guys for eight plus years. Actually, I think we're going on like nine years. We are. Now. We are into oh. our ninth, coming up on our tenth. Yes. Yeah. Like, where is the dedicated standalone review episode for the Marvel movie? That's what I'm used to. That's what I'm accustomed to. And I was like, well, I, that's what I was expecting, too, today. I was like, okay, I'm preparing myself for two recording sessions until Chris kind of breaks our unwritten rule that we've had for nearly a decade now, yeah. where if we both plan on seeing a movie, we don't talk about it until we get on the microphone we kind of you know we keep it close to our chest until we can kind of get it on the official recorded record until like <laughs> friday rolls around and chris tells me are I, you sure you want to go to the theaters for I, this so, movie yeah so let's, let's not say anything yet I mean, we'll get to it later because there's a whole story here but i will tell you i have I, me and mike there's a three hour time difference between me and mike and i have a good window of when i can message him and get a response so I had to sit for an extra three plus hours mulling over. <laughs> do I talk to Mike about this movie before he goes and sees it or before we do a review or not? Uh, and, and that, that is probably one of the longest sections of time in my entire <laughs> life. Uh, just considering the, the repercussions yeah. of that. So, yeah. So essentially Chris recommended some maybe more 
cloak and dagger ways to uh, watch this film and to maybe not subject myself to, you know, the car travel, the gasoline expense, the uh, the the mental expense of having my, to be in a theater. Mike with has other to people. worry about, <laughs> a, a, you know, a, a college savings for his upcoming child. So, you know, I'm yeah, like, that's true. I'm, I'm actually Every not doing it for is you. Precious. <laughs> I, I'm not doing it for you. I'm doing it for for. Your kid's education, my kid. Oh, my God. And the, the calculus is going to be crazy. Once this kid is here mm-hmm. uh, later in the year, like, I will be infuriatingly angry if I if I waste, you know, a theater trip on a movie, yeah. you know, that I don't like. He, he's, so, uh, <laughs> he's already concerned about the thermostat settings uh, with three people in the household. What What's that going to cost, going to do to him? I, I know, Mike. Yes. I know he's thinking exactly. that. He's worried about the physics of how people are sticking to walls. <laughs> or, 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 you know, I don't even know. We don't well, Chris, know how, I mean, how, how do you know if yeah. you can stick to a wall if you've never tried before? Exactly. But I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to. So yeah, essentially, um, <laughs> Chris kind of let some of his opinions slip a little bit, and he has deemed it unnecessary. He he used all of his authority that he's gained over the decade of, I would say, being the main producer of this podcast, and he made the chief uh, decision of this movie is not worth a standalone uh, review. So we are tacking it on to the end of this episode, but I don't know. I feel like the conversation will be fun either way. So it's going to be this. I think this is going to end up being kind of like an extra large episode. You know, it's not a two for one Big Mac special, but it's like, you're getting a Big Mac and maybe it's a double Big Mac. It's not a two for one, but it's a double Big Mac. It's like, there you go. Not two separate things, but it's a little bit thicker on that Mac because I sell those. Yes. (laughs) Less buns, but more beef. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, But anyways, let's, let's not, let's not give anything away. Let's, jump into some news last week everyone knows we recorded uh before the super bowl uh pretty early for mike and i appreciate that for him so we did that and um really you know for super bowl 58 we we watched it here we had a really good time on paramount plus uh i I mentioned my my theater tv or my my movie poster tv having the scores right Mm -hmm. uh fun fact paramount plus runs on a 30 plus second delay on live television so the score was updating faster than the actual football game sometimes (laughs) Uh, so people are like, ah, I'm like, well, just sit closer. You don't have to look at it. It's fine. Um, it's not like visible when you're watching the screen if you're a little closer, but that was really fun. But I want to talk about some commercials, Mike, because here's the conundrum I've run into. I don't remember very many commercials a week later, uh, in the moment, very hot, very, very fun, but I can't remember a lot of them other than, um, the uh, State Farm uh, with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito, oh, the Neva yeah. thing. I uh-huh. really enjoy that. That was really fun. And uh, all I ever, all I've seen is the Dunkin' Donuts, the Ben Affleck Dunkin' Donuts oh, thing. Oh, interesting. I haven't seen that one kind of pop back up in the feed. Uh, like I said at the top of the show, the benefit of doing this a week a week later, only the cream rises to the top. And mm-hmm. the only single commercial I can recall, which I actually really loved because it's just weird enough to like lodge in your brain, kind of like um, uh, what is it like, Baby Monkey? Is that the one from yeah, yeah, Mount pu- Dew ba- or is it Doritos? Ba- it wasn't. It wasn't Mount Dew. It was like Monkey Puppy Baby kind of thing. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the one that's sticking onto my gray matter is all of the bird mascots from the NFL flying in migrations. Um, and it's like a, it's like a wildlife documentary and you can like see like a flock of like, you know, literal Eagles players <laughs> like flapping through the sky. I, I, I love that one. And since the game went into overtime, there was a few extra kind of commercial slots, some replays you know, slotted. So I got to see that, I think like maybe three times yeah. and I enjoyed that one. So I, 
I would put my vote into that one for most. Memorable. I I honestly don't remember that one. Uh, if that tells you <laughs> anything on my end, I, I I to me I I was immediately enthralled with uh, you know uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger leaning into his accent, his Austrian mm-hmm. accent, and I was like, oh, this is, and they just kept going. They just kept it, it kept going, and then the real cherry on top was uh, from uh, you know twins and. Uh, what's the other movie where one of them they're like they're both pregnant dudes? Um, they they played in those movies in the late eighties, early nineties, right? Together. Oh God, why can't I think of the name? Like I can envision the poster yeah. so clearly. It's not look who's talking. It's not expecting. It's um, you know. Oh my God, this is the point you, where people you, scream. I know it's fine. <laughs> well, it's it's not like everyone's going back and watching this movie, but it was fun to see them together again for the first time, uh, <clears throat> in, a, in a very long time. So absolutely commercials, and I was gonna say the um. The, uh, the, you know, there were several movie trailers. You know, uh, I don't have. Wi- I, I originally had Wicked in here, but it's not. We don't. We actually got more news enough to push Wicked off of the bullets. Uh, you know, I have recently watched that play for the first time, um, and a, a lot of people are very interested in it because uh, it's a you know part one, part two. The play is very split down the middle with the intermission, so that looked cool. But I was gonna say I was wrong, and we didn't get a full Deadpool trailer, Mike. Uh, we got a micro Deadpool trailer. Uh, and push to go watch online, which I was doing on my phone, running around the house while the game was on, trying to juggle my food uh, like that was going off, and then watching the Super Bowl thing. Yeah, I was I was kind of curious. I was like, uh, I know Chris is entertaining a group of people. Is, does he yeah. have the balls to turn the game off and switch it over to YouTube and force all these people? I've to got watch enough TVs now. to do it, uh, but no, no, I didn't. Uh, I, yeah. I watched it on and my I, thing on my phone. I started bit. to dive a little too deep into like the Twitter like hashtags and stuff. I wanted you know to see what the internet was like talking about. So I, I forced myself to go watch the trailer maybe earlier than I normally would have because I didn't want it to be uh, spoiled. But just so yeah. everybody knows, uh, the movie is Junior, the one where... Oh, uh, there it is. I knew it was pregnant. a single word. Uh, I, was like, yeah. I was like, I knew it's a single word somewhere. Where can we... Where can we get that? But thank you, thank you for looking that up. But yeah, yeah. so uh, but we got the confirmation: Deadpool and Wolverine is the the, the title of the movie, Mike. Uh, and it mm-hmm. is now, or it has the record of being the most viewed trailer of all time, passing Spider-Man: No Way Home, which was previously uh, which passed uh, uh, Marvel uh, Marvel's Endgame, uh, Avengers Endgame beforehand. So um, and that and that is the hype. That is the kind of hype that Disney needs to drive around uh, their superhero film franchise. They need that energy back. Uh, I have anecdotal evidence out there in the world that Chris and I like to call the normies, which are the type of people that would not listen to this podcast, but go to the movies and use their hard earned money to buy tickets. And I was at my, uh, I was at a um, an OBGYN baby appointment with my wife, and I heard uh, just like a gaggle of nurses behind the nurses stand talking about the trailer. And this was a couple days later, but they were like, "Oh, did you see the Deadpool trailer? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm excited. Oh, oh, Wolverine's supposed to be in it. Oh, I hope it's Hugh Jackman. I hope he's coming back." So I was like, "Oh wow, they don't. They we are Nobody so knows. deep yeah. into it. We are so deep into this, Chris, that we just assume." All eight billion people on this planet already have seen the set footage and yeah. know that uh, Hugh Jackman is returning. The, the second worst Wolverine. kept secret in in Hollywood, uh, next yeah. to uh, our next topic. But absolutely, there are a lot yeah. of people who who just don't know. And they and um, you know, I I think now people. I had a conversation about this. We'll talk about it later. But like they reference Marvel and Disney specifically in this trailer. Uh, towards the camera, nod and wink. So everyone's like, okay, now we're back in the MCU kind of thing with it. Yeah. So it's like the, the hype is real. 
if we're just yeah. hearing like you know for lack of a better term people off the street talking about this movie they are already hitting a higher batting average than the last like five marvel movies that have mm. come out yeah. So uh, I keep I keep telling Chris kind of off mic in text messages that if this movie doesn't break a billion dollars, like, I don't know, Disney <laughs> declares well, the, bankruptcy. I know it's hyperbolic, yeah. but like they got to hit that billion dollar worldwide target. If you can movie. hit a billion dollars with an R rated movie, I will be impressed. That That's the, that's going to be it's only gate is, is the R rated. If not that it matters to anybody, but like, you know, the there are some people who like I can't take my kids to see this or I don't want to go watch an R-rated movie, if I can't take my kids, something like that. So um, that would be the only blocker I see on this. And they do lean into um, some of that. They, they lean into the rudeness in the trailer. Like, I, I don't I don't think it's a red band trailer on YouTube. I couldn't tell, um, obviously, because it's not I mean, rated we, yet. But, like, it does yeah, lean we, into we the just, rudeness of it. Yeah, it's like we just watched it. it. It's kind of weird that they can just outright say pegging. Yeah. But, you know, there doesn't seem to be uh, a lot of swearing attached to it. Yeah. Uh, but it's yeah let's it, so let's talk about yeah. the trailer it's exciting it gets me right back into it it's been so long since i've kind of indulged in deadpool in general like i don't even know if i've ever rewatched deadpool 2 surprisingly since i think it came yeah. out in 2018 so it was nice kind of just seeing new, fresh Deadpool stuff that's not just like annoying internet memes where yeah. people think they're being extra funny. Um, I kind of forgotten just how awesome the action is in these movies. Yeah. Like there's an awesome like reload scene. There's like throwing knives. There's just sweet like it, choreography that I just forget that Deadpool is also like an awesome action movie. And, and that's, you know, when you think about that is like, again, you go back to the leaked scene from Deadpool that got the movie made, right? Where he's on the bridge mm. and jumps down in the car. That awesome action, like the, like the solo action scenes, Deadpool is a mercenary with skills to kill, if you will. Uh, for I didn't want to rhyme, but there we are. And it, it does set that up. What is cool to me about this trailer is, uh, or funny, it sets up, you know, hey, he's having a birthday party with all the people, even the people who were, were killed slash he, you know, rezzed uh, with with Cable's time machine at the end mm. of Deadpool 2. Uh, we've not seen him long enough. He's quote-unquote grown hair uh, on him. And, uh, he, like, he, he, he kicks right into the TVA, which we're familiar with for Marvel from the Loki show. And then we get just a montage of... Um, you know, mystery action scenes, familiar thing, things and places to really say this movie is connected to a lot more things than we, we think it is. And obviously uh, we're, we are, we are in this more than we, than other people. We know a lot more. We've seen the set photos. We know that big sign is 20th century Fox right behind him. Um, so, you know, I, I don't know what, uh, how to, how to put that to somebody else who, who doesn't know, but I'm very excited for this. Uh, you know, this is, I, I enjoyed seeing the Avengers scenes in the TVA. I don't know if you, you caught those, right? Obviously, they were there. Mm -hmm. uh, if you look at the bottom left, actually, it shows Deadpool accepting like a, an award speech. It's like one of the smaller <laughs> screens. They've done that. Um, they uh, the scene where he throws his hands up and says "Wait." Remember that's a, that's a reference from the first movie. Um, mm -hmm. That's the the turned over scene uh, truck from Logan. Actually, if you look into it a little bit. Uh, I don't know if I point out to you, but that he, at one point he's sitting in, in uh, the Hulk's bed from Thor Ragnarok in there. I don't know if you saw that scene. Big teeth. Oh, I didn't realize there were so many like direct connections. Yeah. Well, I mean, now now that you mentioned the Logan part of it, now my brain instantly goes to, 
oh, is he going to rescue Logan from the Logan movie? And is that going to be the Wolverine it, that we see in this movie? It, it, is, it, is, it is not that Wolverine. Um, they, they said there's not Logan. This takes place before Logan. Um, but, you know, he's fighting the TVA there and there's snow. That, that scene actually didn't have snow in that movie. So is it like an alternate universe? Did he arrive too late and he needs to go back farther in time to get Wolverine mm, in that universe? Yeah. Uh, I actually was a uh, secret. I didn't know. And honestly, it surprised me. Uh, the character who played Pyro from the X-Men two and X-Men three was in this trailer. I didn't know he was in this movie. Actually. He's like one of the few actors I didn't know was coming back for this. Yeah. Ty- kind of a, a deep cut. I'm sure, you know, some hardcore, uh, people who rewatch you know, the singer X-Men, mm-hmm. you know, every year could recognize his face, but yeah, I definitely had to be told who he was, but that's cool to bring a character like that back. Uh, it's so it's just awesome to see the TVA stuff because that's the coolest thing happening in Marvel right now. When we reviewed season two of um, Loki, yeah. I re- reiterated that as well. Um, I wonder if there's like a benefit because this movie, you know, had been delayed a few times. Uh, it'd been in production for a while. You know, I think it kind of I think theoretically it started at Fox before they were acquired by Disney. Well, so I'm hoping all of these kind of uh unintentional just delays of just you know uh, a corporation being a corporation worked out in its favor because it bumped the movie up enough in time to where it could take advantage of the existence of the tva and i think that's i think that's great i mean i i'm super looking forward to somebody like deadpool this crazy madcap character falling into like this like bureaucratic like time space office that's going to be so much fun yeah, and um, you know he calls himself Marvel Jesus at one point um, mm. in the middle of it. A lot of people that I saw that uh, hashtag everywhere, hashtag Marvel Jesus, uh, really latching onto that one. Um, you know, we in the in the Super Bowl spot, which is different than the actual uh, trailer, we get to see a little more of a blurry Hugh Jackman in his Wolverine suit than we do in the final because we just get like a hey he leans over has the, has the claws. Now I will say there are two two cool things left. One is we get to see. Uh, the back of Wolverine looks at a poker table, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And that's supposed to be Madripoor. Uh, rumor is that that's not Hugh Jackman, but an alternate Wolverine. Someone playing Wolverine in that one. Yeah, so, I saw some, uh, like, you know, those clickbait articles of like, oh, that's got to be Daniel Radcliffe and yeah. people analyzing, like, shoulder broadness in the jacket. Yeah, absolutely. So that's fun. Uh, there's another scene with miniguns or little Uzis. Did you notice that? That is mm-hmm. Lady Deadpool's weapon of choice uh, when, you, when you read her stuff. So uh, it's kind of hinting at Lady Deadpool. And then lastly, there's a Secret Wars, uh, the 2014 um, series comic book. Uh, or I think it's 2015, 2016, to the left of Deadpool was on the ground with the green soda that Stanley drank in the Hulk that turned him into the Hulk there on oh, top of that, okay. that, that magazine. So they are literally... You want you want to be Leonardo DiCaprio in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the meme pointing at the TV <laughs> saying that this is the movie for you, Mike. I feel this mm. is going to be that thing that's got all these deep cuts, the the weird references. Do they have time to drop in the Madam Web reference before this movie comes out, Mike? Possibly <laughs> I, they could. Yeah, it, it it is possible. And also, I think the one thing that's really working for this movie 
like I mentioned, Deadpool 2 came out in 2018. We have had time to miss the character. You know, they haven't been cramming Deadpool movies in our face, you know, every other year or having yeah. Deadpool cameo in another movie. Like, we have been left wanting and we're so excited to see him back. You know, the magic trick of, like, his character has not worn off. So I, I think everything is coalescing really, really, really well for this movie. And Ryan Reynolds mm -hmm. uh, is at the height of his powers. Like, I, I, you could, one could argue that after this movie, and it's not necessarily a bad thing, Ryan Reynolds has everything he could ever want, right? But you could say he will never be as big as, of a hitter in Hollywood as he is when this movie comes out. Just because how do you top, like, your Deadpool, like, trilogy, yeah. you know? He's got, like, a, he's got, like, soccer teams. He's got his own, like, commercial company. He's got alcohol companies, like... You know, it's kind of like George Clooney, right? He is a he is a permanent fixture in Hollywood that's never going anywhere and will always be popular. But you know, George Clooney hit his zenith at some point in time. So I'm Ocean's Eleven. The zen yes, I'm predict I'm predicting the zenith of Ryan Reynolds yeah. with Deadpool three, and then he'll have um he'll have like a, a a nice cool down, but he won't he'll never get so cold that you know well, people won't want him. So I, I think the other thing is I don't th I, I I disagree. I think this gives him money. And um, I guess leeway, not that he needs money or leeway, he, he can go do anything he wants, like you said, to do fun projects, right? Like what was Spirited a couple, uh, was it last year, two years ago on Apple TV, right? The the musical mm -hmm. with, with uh, Will Ferrell. Um, he's doing what, If? He, is he in If or voicing a character in If? Uh, he might be, no, wasn't that the... It's a John Krasinski. I'm I trying to remember, it, it's, a, it's a John Krasinski film. But I think Ryan Reynolds is yeah. in it. I'm pretty sure he is. I think he's like the human. If not, if not, uh, how about the Adam Project? Right, a nice, a high concept sci-fi movie. Not the best movie in the world, but he was still able to do a sci-fi movie. Um, and that kid went on to do Percy Jackson, uh, that recently came out. It's getting rave reviews on Disney Plus. So um, I don't think I don't. He might hit his zenith, yes, but I don't think he's gonna slow down. I think he's gonna just be doing these little fun little projects that no one else will ever get to do low budget movies right no one's doing low budget movies right now and um you know bring all bring along everyone he wants to do with it all, all his friends and to show you know uh that he's friends with hugh jackman hugh jackman posted uh the the new title instead of deadpool and wolverine he calls it wolverine and asshole in the the <laughs> fonts which is which is fun um I, i'm glad they included wolverine in the title if i'm going to be completely honest that's going to bring in that audience you mentioned the non-nerds the the casual viewers who have watched hugh jackman for 25 years right be wolverine who who suffered through x-men origins wolverine uh and and, <laughs> and and got to this point so i'm excited the titles deadpool and wolverine um this two two twenty five trailer uh hype through the roof absolutely loving it um and and I'm, I'm excited for 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 marvel's one movie this year mike that's that's pretty exciting on the flip side, Marvel's exciting me even more for next year with the, uh, again, worst kept secret in Hollywood, the official casting announcement of the Fantastic Four. And uh, on Valentine's Day, uh, with a confirmation, it's a new title, Mike. It's called The Fantastic Four. I know, huge, huge difference. Uh, new new artwork, new logo, concept art shows the people in the costumes. And there's so many secrets in here. So many little Easter eggs along the way, Mike. Uh, one of them mm. being, uh, obviously... Uh, I've seen this article to death. Is that the thing uh, is reading a Time magazine from nineteen December nineteen sixty three, leaning mm -hmm. to this movie possibly being set in sixty three sixty four, if you will. 
Um, yeah, but I, you wanna, I, I, I think ahead. that's in. I mean, that's incredibly exciting. Cause that's the first thing I want to talk about. I mean, we'll talk about the casting, but like as you said before, Chris, if you're plugged into this world, you kind of knew about some of these things already. Yeah. But it's exciting to imagine uh, more of a period piece movie because the last one we got really outside of like Captain Marvel being in the '90s, which I suppose if you're young enough is sadly a period piece for you but was captain america the first mm-hmm. avenger right uh that was solid that it's a period piece but it, i feel like it's so solidly set within the confines of world war ii it yeah. feels more of like a war movie and less of a period movie right so and, this, i think this is going to be fun going back to the 60s yeah. seeing how like society is like back then I'm curious how this hooks all into the MCU overall. I mean, you could do a Fantastic Four trilogy set in the 60s and 70s, depending on how far you want to age it, right? Uh, Or, you know, is just the first movie set in the 60s and then they time jump to the future, fall through a portal. I'm curious how they end up meeting the rest of this universe. That's my big question. So there's two things to this. Um, One is... Um, uh, if it's set in 63, which is, the, the, even the costumes, they have Herbie the robot, right? This is all very 60s, the astronaut suits. Um, mm-hmm. I, if it's set in the mid-60s, uh, that is that's fine by me. Um, the villain is still rumoredly, as we've talked about, Galactus, right? Silver Surfer. Um, maybe at the end of the movie, they have to go to space to protect the Earth, right? Or, or draw Galactus or something away. They're, they're out in space. Due to time dilation, they come back. It's the twenty, good point. Yeah, mid twenty twenties, which is great. And Doctor Strange references them right in his movie Multiverse Madness. Like, oh, Fantastic Four didn't you chart in the sixties? Meaning he probably hasn't seen them since the sixties. The other part of this, and this is, I'm just going to throw this out here as as an idea I had, is what if Fantastic Four, the Fantastic Four, is set in a different universe where, like, it's. Like they are in a different multiverse because right, the Secret Wars is the next movie after that, right? Where they come together, they don't need to be in the MCU and tie to everything. They can have their own world, their own quirks, and then are pulled into the MCU in their next film, which would be Secret Wars. That way, they don't is, have to have that baggage. I mean, that is true, and that's an interesting idea. Um, I do think there is an advantage, though, of keeping characters tied into the MCU at large, or I guess the sacred timeline or whatever you want to call it, because I feel like you're going to bring a little bit more inherited um, um, just love for the characters, empathy for the characters is what Mm -hmm. I'm looking for from the audience because, oh, they inhabit this world with all these characters that I know. If they come from a different universe, theoretically, anything could be different. It's kind of like when Doctor Strange was, you know, going to that um, Captain Carter, you know, other Mr. Fantastic Universe, whatever number they attributed to that. Like, when they all got, like, absolutely murdered by by Wanda, like, I I didn't really, you know, of course I'm empathetic to, you know, to murder in general in the real world, but I was like, oh, I don't have any affinity for these characters. I don't really know their backstory. I don't know their family. I don't know their plight. But um, I guess if you have a whole movie set in an alternate yeah. universe and we get to know them, that can be different. But there, there are some fun things that they could do if they stay in our mainline sacred timeline. They could theoretically they could know Hank Pym. They no. could know um, Howard Stark possibly in some way. There could be yeah. some connections there. But I do really like the idea that you're floating that they need to – all agree as a family that they kind of have to 
almost sacrifice their lives in a way of like going out into space. And they say, we all have to agree because once we come back to earth, you know, we're going to be, you know, it's going to be, well, I would say, I wouldn't even say that years in the future. They don't even say that. I think they just need to say like, you you know, we're going out here. There, there may not be a way to come home kind of thing. Right. And then when they get, I would, to me, it's, it's more of the realization they get there. Oh, this is not the place we left, right? They, we've yeah. we've gone forward sixty years. Yeah, because it's a great explanation of like, well, where have they been? Like, if they're so influential and so powerful and super powered, why haven't yeah. they affected like culture at all on yeah. planet Earth? You know, in you know yeah. the last and people you know, may think they, so. they did. Maybe that people think they did die in space, right? Like people are like, oh, they they left Earth and you know they died and never came back and you know kind yeah. of gave up on it. So. So oh. I, I like that pitch, and you know you can already see the the final scene of the movie, the after credit scene, the after after credit scene, whatever mm-hmm. you want to do. Of they finally make it back to Earth, but they would need. I know this is if they go this way, this is a bit of a stickler in me, but I absolutely demand it. You have to explain why the time dilation kind of affects them but doesn't seem to affect like anybody in the you know the guardians yeah. of the galaxy it could be i guess a different type of like warp drive that they yeah well well they yeah because well the, the guardians and, and captain marvel use those portals right that we saw in the marvels mm-hmm. um the the jump gates and maybe if they're using older you know for humans 60s technology they're not given that same uh you know thing or maybe it's a, you know it could be dimensional right there's the um mm-hmm. the negative zone uh you know they they've touched on in you know in the ultimate oh that's true yeah they could be doing something with that dimensional but speaking yeah of the negative zone we have to just talk about all of the super scientific casted people yes. and i mean i guess we we talk about pedro first you yep. know as you said worst kept secret in hollywood I really like seeing him in his uh, little sweater and that fun little classic illustration style on that Valentine's Day card. Yes, yeah, so we have two two um, artworks. The official one, uh, and I forget who the artist is on this, and I feel horrible. Uh, but there's one also by uh, Phil Noto, uh, an artist for Marvel, and you you get to see um, the the reason I, I bring up Phil Noto is because he did the same. They did the same suits for both images, right? Like the you know they are mm-hmm. in these outfits, so they're essentially they're they're costumes and yes there's the blue uh turtleneck it's got like the the i guess the textures the vertical lines on the top of it they even give him the gray temples like they they give pedro the gray mr fantastic temples on his hair if you will which looks really cool um and then obviously the tall white boots and the belt so this is going to be interesting to see these these suits come off and then in the phil noto you actually get to see he drew a very very long arm on on pedro do you see that like the on the second link in our show notes. Oh, you, you yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just so, seeing it now. Yeah, Mr. Fantastic. So they, they show a little bit. Of, the first image doesn't really give their abilities away. It's just the dynamic of the family, if you will. The second one kind of shows that off. Um, and then, yeah, obviously, Pedro Pascal. And then mi- moving on to uh, Vanessa Kirby uh, as Sue Storm, the Invisible Woman. Uh, her outfit yeah, think... is a little different uh, than his because she has the white turtleneck rather than the blue. Oh, yeah. like And it's just fun seeing them because there's no – there's no easy way to modernize these characters and then logistically explain them in kind of like their more iconic vintage garb. So this yep. is like a really fun way to do it. And then you could even kind of slightly modernize these outfits whenever they possibly yeah. make it into the future because that's what they're used to. They don't want to just go ahead and start, you know, dressing in uh, Sheen or H&M, you know, clothing yeah. like right off the bat. Right. Yep, and then we get uh, the next confirmation. Uh, Joseph Quinn uh, from Stranger Things. He will be playing the Human Torch. 
Uh, yeah, Eddie, Eddie Munson. I mean, this seems like a pretty. This is a pretty good casting. I mean, yeah. You kind of, um, you know, uh, struck lightning with that character in Stranger Things, and we all saw his um, his demise in in the season which was pretty impactful everyone fell in love with his character so i think that's great casting for both yeah. sides you know you yeah. get a big name but you know not insanely established because we do know even with all these marvel projects going forward they are still kind of on a more of a budget conscious mind right yeah. you know they're not going to like you know blow everything on casting so this seems like a good kind of middle yeah. down the road casting for that yeah. type of character Ex exactly you know get, get them all these hot right like you know uh, after after stranger things and all that hot literally literally he's hot. going to be the torch he's going to be the human torch and then lastly uh we have uh the thing um played by uh evan moss backrack um most notably for we talked about him being uh, micro in the punisher or in uh, the cousin in the bear uh oh the, yeah uh, uh, great uh, man this yeah. i love this he has his own kind of standalone episode in season two of the bear it's it's one yeah. of the the best episodes he, in the entire season so uh, if you want a primer on this guy yeah go watch the bear. that and also andor he was uh whenever andor went to the um the planet to sneak in and they were making the plans out in the woods he was one of the guys in the woods with them yeah i don't he's very think interesting. i don't think he makes it past what episode four Four, no, three? no, it, it, he's in the the middle three. Uh, so he's in the oh, middle okay. three. He's in there for a little bit, but like you know, great actor. Obviously, um, fun fact: uh, he is the first uh, Jewish actor to play the thing who is Jewish in the comic books. Uh, everyone else oh. is not. And so, if you want a little no fun water cooler fact for for people out there, you can say he's the first uh, Jewish actor to play that. And what's cool about the thing is, obviously, you know, the other ones they they're leaning into the Michael Chiklis era thing, the comic book thing, like bright orange, right? Bright blue eyes, uh, you know, big, heavy bottom lip. So I feel like we're going to have a really good uh, comic book iteration of the thing on the screen here. Uh, yeah. I'm that. curious uh, how they're going to adapt the thing to screen. You know, I think it would be kind of fun. Maybe it would also lean into like the 60s aesthetic. Maybe if they kind of do kind of part practical, part CG, you know, so mm -hmm. put like these like rocks on to the character, right? Yeah. You know, foam, whatever you want to make them. So you're getting like unique motion from the character and then apply maybe like CG emotions to the yeah. rock face or like add like extra detail that maybe you can't yeah. quite get in the props department. I think well, that would be really fun. Well, the one thing I will say, Marvel, I, I never have any doubt with them bringing CGI characters to life either, right? Look, look at Thanos, you know, the Black Order character. Like they've done such a great job with full CG characters. Um, so I, I think I think they'll, they're going to knock it out of the park. And with Iron Man, um, before it was all CGI, they were like using real suits, right, for Iron Man and, and modeling that Spider-Man stuff like that. So uh, I have full faith in them bringing that to life uh, for this. And then um, the last bit, you know, uh, Herbie is, is the bot. Herbie, fun fact, was created in the 1970s Fantastic Four cartoon because the Human Torch wasn't in that show. He was um, licensed for a movie deal that never came to fruition obviously so they couldn't use the human torch uh in the animated shows so they created herbie for that and he just embodies 60s technology right when you go to Tomorrowland at disney i expect to see something like herbie there right like a little little robot that's got a little personality a little fun so i'm excited to see who they get to voice act herbie for the for the spot and then you know <laughs> well, i was if uh... 
to, to, I feel well, like if it, <laughs> let's make guesses. Yeah. I feel like it's either Alan Tudyk or Bill Hader. With yeah. the, Alan with the Tudyk's in the DC universe. Alan Tudyk's in the DC universe th- thoroughly. I, I don't think, I don't think, but, but I, to me, I, it's going to, you know, they obviously with Iron Man and Spider-Man, they used a lot of AI voices that were fun. Um, they, oh, even Loki, the, the, um, Miss Minutes was kind of, yeah, they've, they've got pretty good voice actors. So I actually have no idea, uh, who Herbie could be, but I will tell you looking at Herbie and thinking about, you know, the in post credit scene of them coming back is finding Herbie kind of like R2-D2 in like the Force Awakens, like a sleep or hibernation or in storage because nobody uh, knew what to do it, with them. Covered in, covered in dust. Yeah. And the can the camera slowly zooms in and then suddenly like an LED, like an SOS, like LED starts yeah, yeah. like flashing. Yeah, we're not like doing, Herbie's like, they're, they're back. They've already done that. I, I think, I don't even know if he'll be dust covered, but like, like he looks like one of those robots who would like be like, "Hey, I've kept everything clean while you've been gone," kind of thing. He's it's like like, like a as... Wally, if you will. Yeah, it kind of like looks I have like to a say, little Wally. Th- there is an advantage to having a char- like a voiceless character. I think that some beeps and boops could also yeah. be pretty charming on yeah. uh, on Herbie. No, absolutely, absolutely. But um, yeah, this this was just a nice Valentine's Day treat, Mike. Like even though yeah. we knew most of it, to, to see the artwork, see the logo, the logo type has changed, right? We're not getting that mm-hmm. uh, linear blue fantastic for the modern one. They went back retro it again, directed by Matt Shackman, who did WandaVision. So I have full faith. He can do period pieces uh, oh, thoroughly. Yeah. In this. this is, this is great. Everything like we're going to be talking about another uh, uh, Marvel comic book trailer here coming up in two segments everything is starting to kind of turn the other way with Marvel in general over at Disney. I feel like the ship wheel has finally started to turn, you Mm -hmm. know, we're starting to round that corner, right, right. The the course, if you will, the delays are, are paying dividends, if you will, like the individual Mm -hmm. things are paying dividends because I, I, you know, this could have been rushed out. It could have been done. I mean, this actually has a new release date of July 25th, 2024, which is two weeks after Superman legacy, by the way. So uh, that's going to be interesting to see how that, that, you know, most movies die after two weeks anyway, so it's fine. Um, but, you know, this, uh, we'll talk about that other trailer in a little bit. Like, I, I think the delays, the other trailer, uh, well, you know, it's X-Men 97. It could have come out two years ago if they wanted to, Mike, I feel, right? right? Like, they could have rushed that out and be like, hey, we've got more content for you on Disney+. Plus. Get out here and watch it. But I think, you know, that delay has, has added to it. We'll, we'll talk about that. Um, that Anything else on Fantastic Four? Because, you know, that July 25th date, did move another movie anything else you want to add before we shift gears i mean here? uh i mean marvel could be putting a stake back into the july date you know when yeah. they had more releases coming out per year we were seeing like end of march may yeah. releases you know and you know they were flanking it maybe with uh, a later in the year release november, like november no, it was december. november was the yeah the other one but yeah, so it seems like now when you have like a little less on your release calendar, it's just like, oh, we're going back to old school. Like, remember when those Spider-Man Raimi movies used to come out like July? Like, I'm actually yeah. shocked it's not July 4th holiday, to be real. Um, but we Superman have Legacy. Seen, so it's but because we of have, Superman Legacy. <laughs> well, but even with um, even with Deadpool that's coming out at the end of July this year, I don't know, I don't know what's staking place at the July 4th holiday this year, but it's not it's not out of the ordinary for movies to be moved up kind of last minute a couple of weeks. Cause it's more of like an excitement PR push. Like, Oh, guess mm-hmm. what? You get to see the movie, you know, two, three weeks early now. So there could be like a last minute strategy yeah. in there as well. You know, who knows production delays could hit yeah. Superman for 
totally non-nefarious reasons, and maybe they have to hmm. push the, that release. So there's always things could always uh, dis- shuffle a little bit. Despicable Me Four has the July date, so screw yeah. it, destroy them, well, move okay. it up. <laughs> okay, yeah, I don't think Deadpool. Yeah, that's fine. I, I don't think. Yeah, it'll be fine. Um, uh, but uh, anyway, so July 25th, it was originally no. Um, I think. I think November of that year, maybe. Um, it's moved up to July, which July 25th was originally the Thunderbolts release date. And everyone's like, oh, because he didn't mention it the other day. Bob Iger didn't mention it. It's dead. It's going to kill it. Marvel's come out and said, no, Thunderbolts is moving up to May 3rd, 2025. Um, so, and this was confirmed by Marvel. So literally for 2025, currently we have Captain America 4 in March, Thunderbolts in May, and uh, Fantastic Four in July. So we're getting like what three week three or a couple months in between these really really uh, for a little bit there and possibly Blade November. Uh, it, it, I'm not gonna hold that date until somebody says filming started on that movie yet. Mm-hmm. So um, so it, it's only affected um, Thunderbolts in a good way the other direction. So all these movies are gonna start filming pretty soon. So that's pretty cool. At the end of the day, uh, you mentioned the trailer we talked about. X Men '97 dropped its first trailer here, so it, it it comes on. It shows us a tube TV giving us the final, an abbreviation of the final scenes of X Men, uh, the animated series from the '90s. Uh, I, I, Xavier has presumably died. The X Men are there with Magneto, trying to live on his legacy, and uh, then we get to see the the new show kind of pop in. Hey, here's what it's going to be. Here's some cool stuff. Here's the voice actors uh, and stuff. I am thoroughly impressed how much this show looks like the '90s show, Mike. Like the the it's not identical, obviously, because we're not doing you know art. We're doing artwork on computers now. Um, but like even the missing frames, like it's like at a half frame rate for the voices and the action. Uh, just like animation, cheap animation in the '90s would have looked like. The voice actors are returning for a lot of the characters, or there are new roles. Um, it's it was just so not nostalgic but i'm like oh i remember watching this like it, it just took me right back it is an absolutely perfect trailer i don't have any notes and this is exactly how they should have executed it i like you were mentioning the opening i love it it's perfect prime me with what x-men used to look like back in the day we used and how we used to watch it as well they even kind of dress the set a little bit where there it's like you're watching it in kind of like a 90s aesthetic living room we're slowly pulling in and getting right back into the moment like right where we left off Mm. i saw comments out there that said if the show doesn't premiere with the with the iconic voice line of previously on X-Men, like yeah. we're rioting. So, uh, and then the visual style is perfect. I love it. And you, you hit the nail on the head where it's like, they're modernizing it just because you have to. You're not gonna create the show just like how it was made in the past. You, yeah. We're using more modern technologies, but you're leaning into it. They're kind of doing exactly what you should be doing with nostalgia of you remember it differently as a child. And if you go back and rewatch it, you're not capturing the same magic. So you mm-hmm. have to kind of inject a little bit more excitement and energy into it because you're not trying to duplicate what was made one-to-one. You're trying to duplicate the feeling you had when yeah. you watched it. 
And that's exactly what this feels like. I was going frame by frame on some parts, like especially when Wolverine is like riding on Gambit's back. Oh, the Gambit uh, charging his claws. That That's going to be a killer scene to oh, watch. So it? awesome. Like what a great idea. The tone is amazing. The, the theme song. Yeah, I was, like I was waiting for you to bring up the music because through you know, the trailer is like so exciting. Yeah. It, it has just that kind of right level of, cheese to it you know i know we're just kind of jumping all around the trailer right now but even like magneto kind of uh, doing all but twirling his like invisible mustache at the end oh yeah it's he left it all to me and you're just like no and it's just everything about this is amazing i'm so excited for it right and i wasn't expecting to feel like this i was kind of cooling on 90s x-men because i thought like oh are we overhyping this property i'm not saying it was bad by any means it definitely made accomplishments but i was like the landscape has just changed so much is there anything left there and like this trailer just like brought me right back to it well it's a risk right it's like anything you you try to touch 30 years later is it is it still there you know is Mm -hmm. the audience there obviously the audience is there but like some of that stuff it was cheap it wasn't made with money it wasn't made with uh, you know it had care but like it wasn't the same right they were just like we had to churn out 23 episodes a year of this. Oh, yeah. like and like this this uh show was also infamously like tossed between like animation production companies mm-hmm. so like the quality of the show changes between seasons so like yep. And that's just like, unfortunately, what happens with, you know, a yeah. lot of like animated kid shows. They're just like tossing around. They're just trying to get to syndication. And, they don't care so much about the narrative because yeah. they're like, ah, kids aren't going to care. Well, they want they want people with superpowers. And that's that's what X-Men is. Everyone has a power mm-hmm. uh, in it. You know, you have big sentinels. You have, you have cool stuff to see. So, yeah, I, to me, this really just kind of blew me away with how true they're sticking to it and how again it is not it doesn't feel like a cash in it feels like a hey we're doing something we want to do here and and we're we're doing it with people who care about it which was cool uh one of the fun things about this is uh release date's march 20th mike we're um just about a month away from from watching this dude uh, on disney plus uh, 10 episodes um new characters new stuff like that really really excited to see what this looks like and and maybe maybe it'll get another season maybe it won't maybe this will wrap up the story i don't know but um uh, this is we are prime <clears throat> x-men era with deadpool this year right uh you know revisiting some of that some of those yeah. cameos I mean, so this is great i mean i i i hope this is popular because it would be a fun jumping off point right because there's so much that happens just within the x-men universe especially with comic books that the movies just aren't really ever going to be able to touch because sometimes x-men just gets really really weird because it's extremely yeah. like science fiction based with some storylines it's got so space it's got like it's got you know space adventures alternate dimensions they have everything in there you know future timelines past timelines so it would be fun like maybe after like one or two seasons of this x-men 97 you know just like blow up the team right you know kill off some characters do some stuff that you're never going to be be able to touch in the movies you know i think that can be really fun you know x-men's great um with the inclusion of beast at the end of captain marvel uh right uh, you know from this his look from this Deadpool, Wolverine, um, X Men ninety seven. It's just, ooh, it feels so good, Mike, to be to be an X Men fan. So, uh, we'll keep you guys posted as uh, as it comes out because uh, you know uh, we're we're a month away. Um, so, uh, oh, we got we got a comment on our on our on our video for people who do not know we're live streaming on YouTube. Um, so, uh, 
someone says they showed up to the premiere for Madam Web looking like Mistress Web and her stable of underage brothel employees, Mike. So uh, we're going to have to come back to that here in a little bit. Um, but <laughs> oh, I think they're talking about the, the uh, thumbnail. The image. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Threw up the, uh, threw up the ladies we're not, from the premiere. <laughs> we, we're not even into Star Wars or DC yet, but let's go, let's, let's get through this. Star Wars. Uh, Respawn, uh, the company who is uh, known for making Titanfall and the Star Wars Jedi games, is making an FPS game for Star Wars. Mike, uh, and the current uh, rumor, um, highly rumored, is to feature a Mandalorian main character in their gear. So you get the jetpacks, the grapple hooks, the rockets, you know, the visors, all that fun stuff as you play through this game. You know how I feel about traversal mechanics in video games. So I'm all for this. Uh, I was always the annoying guy in what Halo multiplayer was it with Halo Three? Where I'm like, yes, jetpack every time. I don't oh, care. Oh, it, it was reach. Me, it was reach. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if it makes me a target out there in the world, I'm always picking the jetpack. And I know Halo has yeah. grappling hooks now. I never had a chance yeah. to uh, to play with it, but yeah, give me all the tools. Give me the fun little uh, wrist rockets where they're yeah, like yeah. the size of like a nickel, but apparently can destroy a tank, yeah. uh, which <laughs> never really made sense. It, but uh, yeah, I want all that. Well, exactly. And, and here's the best part: as we saw in the first season. Mandalorian, guess what you do? You upgrade your armor, you complete bounties, you get money, you get better gear, right? It's built into the storyline as a Mandalorian. Um, and you can actually feature other planets because Mandalore was destroyed. So you get to go around doing all sorts of stuff, hunting bounties, doing shootouts. Uh, you know, I would love to, you know, my thing is multiplayer. I would love to play this with three to four friends, right? Like having a group of people take down bigger bosses or bigger bounties and getting the, the loot and the, the money from it so you can upgrade your gear and do better. So um this this is fantastic titanfall is a good game to explain they, they use a lot of jetpacks and like like really fast mobility in um in that game so i couple that with the you know the star wars ip layered over it and i am good to go i will only buy this game if there's a timothy oliphant skin Okay. I want to be that uh, that out of context. It sounds sheriff. weird, but like <laughs> with the uh, with the perfectly white graying coiffed oh. hair uh, oh, yeah. from was that was that Boba Fett or was that Mandalor- Mandalorian? It was Mandalorian in the start because uh, he got okay. Boba Fett's armor from him in in season two. Uh, yeah, that's right. And yeah, so and then Boba Fett uh, showed up all gray and you know scaly and then got better. There you go. Respawn if you want my you know seventy plus dollars. Yeah, uh, uh, get that and Timothy Oliphant license. What I love about the Star Wars Jedi games, they are single player games with no DLC, no add-on packs. They they add updates for free. Uh, I love a good single player game too. I, I I know I mentioned I want to shoot with my friends. That's fine, but if they do a good single player story with no DLC, count me in as well. So uh, down to clown with that. DCU, uh, we have been blessed with a lot of DCU leaks over the years. However, uh, on Twitter slash reddit whichever one it is uh, D- the main dcu dcu leaker has stepped away from the leaks it's probably because he was busted from all the reports dropping and james gunn living on social media instead of making movies so um that's a bummer for that but you know um it, it leads into some of these other bullets below that we'll talk I like about to, um, I, I like to imagine whoever it is they're like literally in a jail cell at yeah. warner brothers right now and everyone's like this isn't legal no due process yeah. has happened and he's like no he's in we put him on the warner brothers it's, studio tour 
You can you can you can see them as you drive by. You know, you look at the set of Friends. You get to see yeah. the fountain. Oh, here's the le- the leaker that we illegally yeah. uh, imprisoned. Uh, don't talk to him because he knows things that you're not supposed to. Well, know I wonder uh, who what who from the DC EU is pissed off enough to leak this stuff. That's my question, right? Like. Uh, oh, you think it's like vengeful leaking? Yeah. Not like, hey, look at this fun info I have. It's yeah. like, no, we gotta, we gotta juice the Snyder fans. Again. It's Ray Fisher using his cyborg abilities to hack into the, into the <laughs> yeah, Warner Brothers servers. Uh, but yeah, we'll see more about this. Um, again, if it, all the information and there's only be like you know two co-chairs, Peter Stafford, James Gunn, it's probably someone they knew, and they were probably like oh busted for that. Uh, on Valentine's Day. Todd Phillips shared some Joker fully ado images, uh, and he says that the trailer is coming in April. So those excited for the Joker sequel can check these images out with the Joker and Harley Quinn, uh, Joaquin Phoenix and Lady Gaga. Uh, looks like they are uh, madly in love, Mike. Uh, emphasis on madly because the other crazy people. But it is cool to yeah. see the full Joker makeup on Joaquin Phoenix this time. Yeah, I'm curious uh, what the um, Lady Gaga effect is going to have on the box office overall. I mean, the the first Joker movie was incredibly successful. I am curious how much of the like drama around the release, you know, kind of juiced some of those numbers because like, oh, somebody's gonna watch this movie and gonna go like blow up mm-hmm. a hospital. Like, there was some crazy stuff people were throwing around when that first Joker movie came out, and then it just like it all of those like worries like just died in an instant of like, oh yeah, yeah. nobody's doing that. It's actually a fairly competent movie and it's good. Uh, but when you throw like a Lady Gaga effect into it, or, or is it going to be exponential? Is it going to make even more money? Because that first one, who it made a pretty penny, and a lot of it was profit. So yeah. I'm curious to see how this one blows is up the it, box office. Is this going to be the movie that financially uh, pays for all of James Gunn's projects? It, it could. Here's my concern: Is this a musical? And I don't mean that I'm concerned it's a musical, but is this movie a musical? And they're hiding uh, it from I, us. Because then you show up I mean, and you're expecting a movie <laughs> and you get a musical. Well, like that's gonna really be a bad thing if they yeah, don't. If it do is a musical, it. don't. No, that's do what happened. That's what happened to Mean Girls. <laughs> that's what happened to the Mean Girls remake. They, no one knew it was a musical. They went and nobody saw it. Like you know, or the people were there. They're mad. Left thing. So like, it's fine if it's a musical. I don't care. Go for it. Have a good time. This movie shouldn't even exist. It's 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 yeah. pure. <laughs> luck that the guy from the hangover movies is getting two joker movies and has two very very popular actors uh and, and a musician in it as, as a main role so if you want to do a musical hell go on have a musical it's crazy but like looking at these images like the first one is it's got this very um studio light set around them right like a very much like a hey this is a two person we're focusing on them in a play kind of feel right mm-hmm. The second image is more, you know, as, as it's a prison kind of thing. Interesting. But the third one, if you look in the background, that moon is fake. Like, this is all, like, 1920s sets behind them. And it looks like yeah, they're dancing. It, so is it a musical? Yeah. Is this going to be uh, just his uh, vision of reality, what he is seeing? Or are we getting very experimental and it's just going to be up to the into- the audience's interpretation? Like, you, you, you hit it perfectly, Chris. This movie shouldn't exist. This franchise is so out of the ordinary. There's no rules to it, right? Like, there's no cinematic universe that's going to be built around Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. Because I don't want to call him, like, a flight risk, but... I mean, yeah. I feel like this is the type of actor that gets tempted by other things often. Like Napoleon. Uh, 
like yeah, like other different roles. So like I could easily see this being his last outing as Joker. Yeah, but and, and, and if they somehow pull off a third one, I wouldn't be surprised either, Mike, because mm-hmm. no rules. Rules aren't applying to this movie at all. No, so. the third movie is going to be an experimental escape room. Yeah. Uh, that's what it's going to be. You're, it's not even going to go to the theaters. You're going to have to like escape the Joker's yeah. hideout, and that's going to be. I think it's going to be like what was it? Um, um, a scanner darkly where they rotoscope the whole movie. Uh, oh, that'd be kind of cool. Like they're, they're going for different styles. How how can we push people away so much they actually want to come see the movie, Mike? That's that's what they're shooting for here. Honestly, look at this. What if it's do Harley Quinn's point of view? Like, what oh, if the movie yeah. is from Harley Quinn's point of view, and that's her vision of, of love on the rooftop, right? The moons. That's not his. Uh, so, I don't know. There's, there's a lot to question. I'm excited for the trailer. So, we'll get that uh, in April, according to Todd Phillips. Uh, one of the rumors from the leaker earlier this week, um, James Gunn said one at least one of these is not true, and the one that's not true is not in here uh, pretty much. But a Teen Titans movie is rumored to be at DC Studios. Cool. Right, like fine. They about time they brought you know competency to Teen Titans after that Titan show on HBO Max. So I mean, I'm not shocked. I mean, I think the Titan show on whatever the DC streaming app was called before it got folded in, I don't mm-hmm. even remember anymore. What a weird time in the streaming landscape. I mean, I think it was it was obviously successful enough to get multiple seasons. I didn't yeah. keep up with yeah, it. Yeah, but so, so was and, um, Pennyworth. So. Mm. <laughs> and then the fe- the feverish uh, fan base around the original kind of animated Teen mm-hmm. Titans show. And then you, there's a whole generation of children that grew up on Teen Titans Go. So yeah. the audience is ready for something more the, the um, cross-generational. Yeah, on the big screen. And I, I think this is a, a great storytelling avenue. I mean, just watch the animated uh, series of Young Justice. It's a great way to kind of get your audience into a superhero universe because these characters are there. It's almost like the new class, right? They don't really know how everything's working. They need to go through training. They need things explained to them. Mm-hmm. It's a great, like, uh, it's like a great it, position for an audience to be in to be like taught the rules of this universe. One right? of the, one of the benefits of James Gunn kicking off Superman Legacy with superheroes already existing in this world is they can have their mentors already in the DCU, right? Without having to have standalone movies, even though that would be preferred uh, and works better. But you thinking of, you know, Batman, um, the the brave and the bold will have uh, not regular Robin, the other Robin, uh, Damian Wayne in it, right? Like, is that going to be like, is this young Avengers, but for DC because Marvel's I mean, teasing young it. Avengers. <laughs> That's a great point. I mean, the Supergirl casting that we talked about just the other week, uh, a young actress as well, or at least I don't know her real age, but perceived to be young, played a relatively young character in the House of the Dragon. So, yeah, that could be what they're working on. You got, like, you got Robin in the wings. Hot Girl's Ilabeza Merced, which she's a young actor. I'm pretty sure she was in Madam Web. Is she? Is she in Madam Web? No. I'm going to look this up. Anyway, continue. All right, you... You look it up, but yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Anya, out there. Anya Corazon, the the girl who lived in the building with her, is hot girl, and oh, she looks very yeah, young. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so we could we could have a um yeah like a young young justice teen titans. I guess teen titans you'd really have to kind of change up the yeah. team if you will. Like are you swap in like a starfire for a supergirl. Is that what's happening there? I'm right. not sure, but um yeah. There's opportunity here. That is is what it is. So. Um, if that's for the audience and that's what the people are demanding, give it to them. Do something. You don't have to to ignore them and, and do whatever you want. I think there's opportunity there. The other rumor 
that came out of this is Plastic Man movie uh, being written uh, and or at least directed by Darren Aronofsky, who's probably writing it too. If this comes to comes true. Now, for those not familiar with Plastic Man, imagine the abilities of Mr. Fantastic. He can turn in the different shapes, twists, stretch, whatever. But he's very crass. He's not the scientific person Mr. Fantastic is. He is like a horn dog celebrity, if you will. Um, quite, quite different. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's just the craziest part of this. Darren Aronofsky. Yeah, that, really? that's why I was, I was like, like, it's not the character. <laughs> it is, it is, it is Plastic Man. Um, I know, mean, I this. mean do it i mean i don't is this like a paycheck move is this just like he's feeling experimental in this phase of his career though i think the last thing he did was a movie in the sphere in las vegas like was he just enamored with a gigantic screen real estate and it's like what if somebody was stretching across the sphere yeah. from corner to the corner imagine all of the pixels i could fill up with a plastic man in this that would be hilarious plastic man premiering in the yeah. sphere uh, at the very least, an advertisement on the outside of the sphere. I right. mean, that's doable. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Darren Aronofsky, like. Very experimental. Wow. Very, okay, very, I'm, I'm, I'll, yeah. I'll watch it. <laughs> yeah. Um, it would definitely get a lot of attention on it. Uh, hopefully, it would be good in quality. And you know, I, I have no reason to doubt it wouldn't be. But um, boy, that's experimental, uh, if you will, for, for a character that not many people are going to know about offhand. Uh, so. If this comes to fruition, we'll let you guys know. Right now, DCs have uh, only announced half of their slate one, which is Gods and Monsters. Um, he might fall under the monster spectrum, if you will, um, but we'll keep you guys posted as more information comes out. Uh, now we're going to step into Sony's World of Spider-Man, and we're not even to Madam Web yet, Mike. Uh, one bit of news here, which I think is the best bit of news, if I'm going to be completely honest, is Spider-Man Noir, right? We've talked about this movie at Amazon, I believe, uh, in the works. Um, but that's not even about Peter Parker. It's just kind of about someone who's playing this noir person in this. Uh, but Nicolas Cage is in serious talks to star in the series. So he would reprise his role as uh, the, the Spider-Man noir that he voiced in uh, Into the Spider-Verse movie. So <laughs> I, I'm of I'm of two minds of this, right? Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I like the idea of a healthier streaming landscape where companies are kind of uh, selling ideas and TV shows to other streamers because I feel like that's the best version of Hollywood where there's just lots of cross pollination and promotion and it's not just all gated under one singular uh, streaming app, uh, but also at the same time of like. I mean, we're going to talk about Madam Web here in yeah. a couple moments, but like, uh, how, I can't trust anything coming yeah. out of uh, out of out of Sony Entertainment with Spider Man unless uh, Kevin Feige has his hands yeah. on it. So, I mean, Nick Cage, a fun element, right? That that piques my interest, it, but it adds I intrigue. Mean, that that I, <laughs> yes. I, I I did not have any intrigue about this, and then I'm like, oh, Nicolas Cage, what could he do? Like, you know, is it a, is it the version of his character from Into the Spider Verse, or is it you know? Is he just doing that because he had the voice voice role and he wants to keep mm -hmm. playing it? it? It definitely puts a bigger question. Like, oh, this is on my radar now because beforehand I'm like, absolutely not. This is this is a travesty. We we shouldn't even be talking about this um, at this moment. But um, that's about the only good news I have kind of going forward uh, from here <laughs> on out on the show. The next bit of news is Silk, the other Spider-Man show that they're working at Amazon. They did not revamp or they didn't restart right away after the writer strike, and there was some legal actions but uh, they amazon apparently scrapped the writer's room they're keeping the showrunners phil lord and chris miller are still on this as an executive producer and they're retooling the show silk to a male skewed audience 
even though this is a teenage woman named Cindy Moon who has spider powers. So, <laughs> so like, what is that? What is, is it? I mean, is that you have it down here in uh, quotes of male skewed audience? Is mm-hmm. this from an official source? Is this a rumor? Is this um, this? This was th- this was it. This was um, the most official thing you get without Amazon saying, yes, this is what we did kind of thing. I mean, like, what are the, were they? Did they think the, mo- the the series was like? I don't know, too woke or something. I don't know. That's a, that's a big red flag for me right yeah. there of like, oh, we don't think we can get anyone to watch I, it unless we put the yeah. – because when I see this, I just imagine what's the, what's the tightest latex uniform, mm-hmm. you know, we can put on our on our heroine, and that kind of gives me a little bit of like skeezy vibes. The, the, it's Yeah. <laughs> the problem is Amazon has too much fucking data. Um, who's buying these books? Who's, who, who's looking this up? Who's – you know what interest is there so my my concern is they have too much data to think that men are just looking up this and not really looking at how do we make a good product at the end of the day um to every audience member not just men i again i don't know what the first version of it is so you know was it you know um just the daily life of a teenager with spider powers who happened to be a girl this time but like We've done that uh, with, with Miles, so I don't I don't know what even the first one was to even say why is this one special yeah. for men. Well, also if you if you purely just follow data, it's the tail wagging the dog, right? Yeah. yeah if you look at the data, oh yeah, we have this hyper violent comic book show called The Boys, and then we have an animated one called um, Invincible. You know that skews I would say male, even though I'm sure there's plenty of women that watch it and enjoy it as well. Uh, but yeah, if you're looking at that data. But like you gotta give you have a, you have to have a breadth of other content if yeah. you're gonna be like a big streaming service. So it's just it's just weird. Like there is nothing inherently wrong necessarily with scrapping a writer's room if the show is just not working. But for this kind of quote to kind of yeah. be like leaked out or disseminated, like you're not doing yourselves any favors. Right. Well, yeah, you're I think you're honestly limiting your product, right? Like you should just make a good show regardless of who's going to watch it because if it's good enough people are going to watch it. You don't need yeah. to say, "Oh, we need we it needs to be male oriented." Um okay, well, yes, most comic book readers are probably dudes. Um but that doesn't mean all your stuff should be focus towards men right so also just like almost everything spider-man related the best version of it is happening in the playstation video game universe right now and it's heavily implied that this character is going to be coming to maybe the next spider-man game or the next next spider-man game so i'm i'm just holding out for hope for that is going to be the best kind of introduction to like mainstream this character is going to be that video Mm. game and hopefully it comes out sooner than the show does so yes. we'll, we'll keep we'll keep our fingers crossed on that one and keep you guys posted. All right, now for the main event. Everyone has been waiting for this uh, all <laughs> all episode, and I applaud them Batten for that. Even down the hatches, to tighten your yeah. webs, see if you can stick to the wall. Because yes. <laughs> this so, movie came out. Madam Web, Sony's a spum. This is a spum movie, as we we we, we <laughs> noted last week. Sony's pictures of. Um, that was it. Universe of Marvel movies. Like Marvel movies, yeah. So uh, they only own Spider-Man characters, so it's only going to be Spider-Man people. Uh, Madam Web um, has has hit theaters. It came out on Valentine's Day. I went and saw it. Um, my wife and I went on Valentine's Day, um, which, you know, is fine. It's, if you want to go to theaters, <laughs> Valentine's Day is a good good day to go. It was it was you know it was there was, was it romantic was it romantic chris before no, we even get no, into the content no, no. any any rom- any sparks flying no your, because because best gal sitting right next he, to you here's the problem I, valentine's day it doesn't have to be 
that goddamn day is what I tell people. I'm like, you can literally just do it the weekend before the weekend. It's probably cheaper to do it on any other day but Valentine's Day uh, and, and do the same things. But um, it was the first day they had it, so obviously we, we went on the Wednesday. Um, after I, I said, do you really want to go to this movie? Yeah. Are you sure you want to go to this movie? Yeah. Okay. We'll go to the movie. Um, and then, you know, maybe Mike, we should do is, is revisit our story from the top of the episode because I watched this movie on Wednesday. Uh, I sat all Thursday thinking about it and talking to people in my, my office about it because, um, a lot of people thought this was an actual Marvel movie and that concerns me for, for the most part, (laughs) because that just tells me again, we're in this so much like the Deadpool people don't know. Regular people don't know that this is not Marvel Marvel. Like, right. Like it's all over the trailers in, in association with Marvel. Regular people don't know this is not a Marvel movie, um, and that is concerning uh, on a level. So yes, I had some, oh. and, the, and and rumors report that even the people in the film didn't know it wasn't a Marvel movie as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we sat through, you know, sat through all Thursday thinking about this. Come Friday morning, I was like, I have, I have to tell Mike what I feel about this movie, and and really prevent him from going, because <laughs> um, at, at the end of the day, I'm mad. At this movie. I don't get... I, I told Mike this. My exact words, I'm the more forgiving of the two of us. And do you agree when it comes to most of the stuff oh, we watch? Oh, and incredibly forgiving. I, you are the type of person that can... You can find... You can find the joy. You can find the you know the bright flower petals in the middle of the weeds of pretty much yeah. any superhero property. And I'm usually the one coming in like a dump truck that says, you yeah. know, light this field on fire. Yeah. So I was very surprised to hear you kind yep. of break our code of silence of just like... <laughs> I don't think you should pay money to see this movie. And I'm like, wow. Dude. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And, and then Mike said that you're inadvertently hyping me up. I'm like, okay, whoops. I think I've gone the wrong way. Um, but, <laughs> but at, at the end of the day, I, I think I, I came down to this um, because I've recently gone through, you know, I'm, I'm in the process of, of scheduling to get my wisdom teeth taken out. I've had root canals less painful than watching this movie, Mike. And, <laughs> and, and I'm, I'm, I hate to be mean. I think every, I took bad films in college. It's how I opened most of the states. I took bad films in college. I can find five minutes of good out of the worst movie. As you mentioned, I can find five minutes of great out of the, the best movie as well. Um, this movie literally within less than five minutes in, I'm like, Oh, Oh God. Uh, what have I done? Like I literally, I think, I think I said something out loud and my wife kind of looked at me. She's like, you're right. I'm like, no, no, I'm not. (laughs) I can't, Uh, I can't wait to talk about the specifics because I'm curious if it's the exact same moment where I thought, Oh, this is what this movie is going to be. uh And if you don't usually watch or listen to our normal review episodes, uh, we're giving, we're giving it to you right now. Spoiler free, but, but trust us, this won't last long and we're going to switch right over into spoilers just because there's, there's just some things we got. I I feel we can almost go almost spoiler free or spoiler filled the whole thing because you either watch this or you're not by this point. And I think, Time's up. Um, like, if you're not watching it, you're not going to see it. But we'll, we'll maintain spoiler-free. Um, it is hard. It is so hard for me to find a redeeming thing about this movie to talk about. And I will say, um, people ask me, you know, where do you rank it? What do you, what's your rating? You know, I, I give a, 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 I'm gonna, if I give Morbius a 1 out of 5, Mike, for mm-hmm. example, because we all know we already have that review, this is a 1.1 out of 5. And you may ask me, how <laughs> do you rank this above Morbius? Morbius has the ability of like, you know, the, the main actor, Jared Leto thinks he's the best actor in the entire world. And he's doing Mm -hmm. us a favor by doing this. Matt Smith thought he was in an MCU movie the whole time uh, and, and was doing his best thing. 
But at the end of the day, that story is everything. It's just, it's predict, it's so well done, it's boring, right? Like there's nothing that elevates it. The point one that this movie gets is me wondering how the hell this movie happened. Because I have more intrigue about the production and what happened on the way to get this to, yes. to cinemas than I do <laughs> Morbius. Morbius, I understand. This, I'm scratching my head walking out of the theaters saying, like, I'm literally, I, I don't react in a theater i don't like to give away my things but i'm like physically uh groaning out loud in this movie the whole time i I agree this movie gets a slight artificial bump just because it's almost like a case study it's like an experiment gone wrong whereas like morbius you can kind of see everything written on the wall it just feels like one of those like more ancient comic book movies where you're just kidding the typical beats and you're just cashing in mm-hmm. on nerds coming into the theater where this one, it's a, it's, it's a little different. Um, yeah, I just, I'm, I just beat to find something redeeming um, in this movie. I, I'm Adam Scott, refreshing actor. I have nothing. I have no qualms with what he did in this movie, right? Uh, with what he was given. I think he's a great actor and he somehow pulled off his role very well. How about that? That's, that's one good thing there there you go um uh, i will also say that in this movie as you see from the trailer madam web she can you know predict the future um um, and and and, you know they have to redo scenes right because she's redoing scenes over and over again like hey i see the future so i'm going to change something uh oh i see a future gonna change something right um they were able to really i think when they reset these these shots and redid the the things that's actually competently well done i felt they were able to redo the scenes without me saying Oh, that's a little different than last time. I think that's a you know a technical uh, accomplishment here. I think that's two things. Um, do I have a third thing? I don't think I do, Mike. I don't think I can. I don't think I can do a compliment sandwich on this movie. The, the rule of threes cannot even be applied to yeah, this movie. But well, I, all all I want to do is get us into the spoilers of yeah. this as fast as possible. So I I, I will just simply agree with this yeah. is not a good movie. So let's talk about yeah, just it. Just don't Grow see up. it. Just don't see it. That's all I'm going to tell you. Don't pay money. Wait yeah, till we, it's on streaming and watch it free. Do not pay to yes, go see this movie. Because if Sony is using any sort of analytics to make decisions we don't want to sway numbers in their yeah. direction if we don't have to yeah. so throw up the flashing yes let me put let me put sign. the time code in here about spoilers because no yeah. one's going to pay attention to it let's get it going so chris the moment for me at the beginning of this film that just my jaw was just kind of like what is happening uh, i want to i want to pause this i want to pause this because mike live texted me this entire movie <laughs> so i, yes, I have I a good like, idea the, of what's going the on the only here. way i'm going to get any joy out of this film is if i just essentially live tweet with an audience of one which was chris and i'm sure he was busy uh during the day because i got very little response from him uh. but i was like no he has to put up with this oh that's no, fine he, if he told me to watch this from the comfort of my own couch he's gonna get every it, internal thought it, I it, have on it, this and, and that is fine i just uh, the things you said how do i even react to those there's no reaction to it i'm like yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. i know i it's i saw like, it thumbs up I agree. Uh, when the spider people descend uh-huh. from the trees was yeah. the moment I was shocked of what is happening now. Nope. It, it, <laughs> it was before that. It was well before that, actually. Uh, whenever uh, her mom was researching spiders in the Amazon before she died, uh, that she screams in pain because she's, uh, what, 400 weeks pregnant or so, something like that, <laughs> uh, taking for, looking for the spider. And literally, she screams in pain because obviously, the, you know, the baby's moving or something like that. And the audio is different. 
like the the ADR cuts off like whatever her scream is cuts off the ADR audio that was going on right before mm-hmm. it and I'm like they didn't even have the 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 editing time to put in like um like background audio to make this smooth and seamless with jungle sounds. <laughs> they just they're just chopping it up like oh if this is the first chop I can't wait to see the rest of the chops in this movie and they come at you a, a mile a minute. But yes, this movie um not right even before the spider people mike the dude the villain goes and like hey i'm gonna rummage through her stuff uh, and then she immediately finds a spider within five minutes of the movie starting saying hey i found the spider i've been looking for for months along the way like and it's not even quit explaining like, things to us it's not even like a very realistic looking spider like they like really beef up like the I don't know if you want to call it the thorax, the the pointy part at the end of the spider, the dangerous part. No. It's like so oddly the, animated the, and it sticks out so strangely in the jar. Too, you almost ex- you almost expect it to be a bigger part of the movie and then the spider really never yeah, yeah. comes back again. I thought it was going to kind of be the linchpin item or something like that. No. It's like no, I, I I was even maybe even expecting like a tie-in to like Oscorp like Maybe like Oscorp like takes the spider. Or there's going to be some tie Jeez. in there. Like absolutely no. It, it, if Oscorp's like not owned by Pepsi, they don't want no part of it. You don't want no <laughs> part of it. Um, but like the, this yeah. whole spider clan in the jungle mm-hmm. is just insane. I don't understand how any of this makes it through executive producers, creative team gets it through the ladder. It gets pitched. It's just absolutely oh, it, asinine. My, my guess is this wasn't pitched. My guess is. Um, and, and what's her name? Dakota Johnson said this when she signed up for a movie, the script went through a bunch of reworks after they signed up for mm-hmm. it. Uh, so they had a probably a pretty good script to start. And then they just were like, no, we don't want to make that. Uh, what, what's the cheapest thing we can do? Let's have some flashes of people in like web garb over them who live in the jungle and can run across trees and have superpowers. Yeah, and the costuming is so weird because they were like, okay, so we need some sort of like primitive Spider-Man costume to kind of allude to this franchise that we're trying to milk. But these are these are jungle dwellers. They should be in like, you know, loincloths mm. for lack of a more appropriate loin term. Webs. You know, they loin should webs. be more yeah, exactly. But no, you look at their costumes and it just looks like somebody something cobbles together for Comic-Con. Like there's like pla- it almost like there's like plastic pieces. Mm-hmm. There's like silicone like black webbing. Nothing looks organic about it at all. So it's just like why? Why? And then also, why does the bad guy create so, a similar proto-looking Spider-Man costume? We don't. We hardly know anything about the antagonist to begin with. So why does he even need a costume as well? Like, there's no explanation to the antagonist at all. And since yeah. I'm on this train of thought as well, why does he also have the you, worst American uh, accent that I've ever heard in my entire to, life? Yeah. I had to look him up. French-born actor, apparently pretty prestigious, has had some really great roles um, overseas. So I'm assuming he took this for a paycheck. So um, get that bag, buddy. So, this is great. I don't know what yeah. he's trying to do with this accent. It is crazy. So, so two things. Number one, uh, don't ask why. You're asking why in this movie. <laughs> you're not going to get answers. You're not going to get any. And I think that's the wrong way to look at it because no, whatever came out of this is either gone to so many hands or nobody's hands. And it, nothing will make sense ever. It, it is rushed. There are things that are missing that should be here. As as a film requires you to tell you who your character is, or at least show you, doesn't do any of that. 
but the um the voice actor i think all of his i think all of his lines are 80 yard i think he had an accent issue or did not have an accent in the first one and they, they went back and added something in or changed it because almost all of his lines are 80 yard if you look at him his mouth does not line up with any of the audio so yeah i mean who even knows if that's specific to him because as you said at the beginning chris there is so much adr Ooh. this this film is chopped and screwed so, yeah. this is a chopped cheese sandwich with no seasoning or too much seasoning yeah. i don't really know yeah. what approach you want to take to it but just absolutely Could. wild i i am so lenient in movies in general when it comes to performances because I feel like if everything else in the movie is at least competent I can kind of let myself go and fall back into the zone of just like I am myself a horrible actor is a very hard thing to do so even if somebody is just almost like reading lines off of a cue card with no emotion I can I can let it slide but there is absolutely no enthusiasm being brought to any role from any character. You've got four leads essentially: Madame Web and the the three girls, right? Um, mm-hmm. who, who have to bond with each other, um, and uh, they they uh, what's her name? Dakota Johnson, I think, is is trying uh, her. The way she speaks is how she speaks like in real life too. So I don't know how much of that carried over, but um, even the the three young girls, Sydney Sweeney, playing like a fifteen year old, even when she's like clearly mid twenties, uh, doesn't come off very well um maybe it's because we know her from beforehand but none of these girls uh you know they're just they probably got scripts the day of mike because it feels like they are (laughs) reading lines uh and and then like uh, one uh, like okay practice this okay that's our take actually we're gonna we're gonna get out of here um it it really is baffling uh how these actresses who have good things under their belt who do good things are just you know relegated to like very poor iterations in this movie right yeah, it feels like, like they did the, the the practice take and like okay that's the one we're using yeah just very like boring teenage archetypes as well they just lean into uh just these old ideas maybe because it's supposed to take place in the 2000s or the or 90s is it? is it supposed yeah. to take place in the, that i could not get that out of my head the whole time You're, this was the game that i was playing that kept yeah. me engaged through the insanity uh, we had been reporting on this movie for a couple of years now mm-hmm. and it was always intended at least as far as we know to be set in the 90s and if you do the math correctly because i went and i looked up all the i looked up the different spider-man the only peter parkers that exist uh, out there in the universe, if you kind of subtract their teenage years to them, none of them align to 2003. There's like there's there's not like a Tom Holland age Spider-Man. There's not an Andrew Garfield Spider-Man that align with 2003 as like a birth date. So whatever Peter Parker this is supposed to be, it's not one that we've theoretically well, met. And, and, but and, and, and to be take, honest, they are they they said it's not connected, and boy, is it not connected to anything but, else by the end of this. Chris, if you take Andrew Garfield in his first Amazing Spider-Man film, which is supposed to be a 17-year-old Peter Parker, yeah. subtract that from the year the movie comes out, sets you right in 1995, yeah. which I believe is maybe when this movie was supposed to originally it, be set. Because I, yeah. I understand in New York City, in Queens, once the millennium 
rolls around. It's not like everybody's throwing away their cars from the 90s. It's yeah. not like they crush them in a compactor and they all get new 2000s cars. But every scene in this movie, like it's, it's, it's oozing 90s as much as they can. And then they are force feeding you like 2000s references. The, it feels like with like post-production, you know? Well, the, the, well, there's a whole scene of a dude playing a PSP, as you mentioned, which didn't come out until 2005, which is off anyway. Yes, I looked it up. I did uh, the research. Other than Britney Spears' Toxic that they're dancing to, um, mm-hmm. that song did come out in 2003, and that feels like something that was added in later because that scene doesn't, that whole thing doesn't sit right. Um, every All the other songs are about, you know, 80s or 90s, right? Like nothing, mm-hmm. like all the songs feel like, oh, this was supposed to be set. They bought the licensing for the music, then refixed it later, and like we got to use the songs uh, for this, which which is wild. Um, can I talk about cars for a second? Uh, there's a scene <laughs> where she steals a taxi. Um, okay, fine. That's great. It works. There's a lot of taxis. Then she pulls into a dark alley, pops the plates off the taxi. Two things. The taxi identifier is on top of the taxi, not the plates. They're looking for the taxi. They can find, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, they can I didn't find, even think about that. They can That's find hilarious. the taxi identifier. Number two, there are so many taxis in New York. And they say, we have a stolen taxi. Do you think they'd be looking for the one without the plates to be run more than the ones with the plates? Because they'd have to run every taxi out there in the world. Oh, so man. this is crazy. And then, correct me if I'm wrong, when she, when she steals the taxi, drops the girls off, and goes back to um, <clears throat> her apartment to, to look at her mom's notes, that's the same day, correct? Like, the, the kids were out there like three hours. She said three hours. But I want to say, because when they get into the woods, it's still daylight. Right, but she says, I'll so, be back, give yes. me three hours, I think is what she said. Yes, correct, yeah. They, they walk to a diner two hours in, let's just say, right, uh, to, mm-hmm. to do this. The guy is reading a newspaper about some girls being abducted from three <laughs> yes. hours ago already? Listen, the Daily Bugle, they're not worried about uh, quality, they're worried about quantity. They get those newspapers out every hour. There's yeah. 12 editions every day. Yeah, that's 20, oh, it'd be 24, Mike, uh, but that's fine. We're not we're not holding you against time here. Uh, but, oh my Jesus Christ, this hurts to talk about. This, this hurts <laughs> so bad. We're not saying anything, like, I, I wish we were saying things new that no one else on the internet, this movie has been beat to death on the internet. So there's no hot takes here. This is, these are not hot takes. These are everyone else's takes on this movie these are cold <laughs> delicious pepsi yeah. takes and pepsi killed believe... the villain pepsi killed the villain <laughs> mike also like i want to talk about uh the, the proximity of falls in this movie because the inciting incident for dakota johnson cassie whatever her name is is she is trapped in a car and falls approximately like 15 feet i mean i wouldn't want to be in that yeah. situation in real life but you gotta amp up the stakes when you're in like an action film, right? Like I, I like okay, I get it that she's in danger, but like this is the thing that kind of is the catalyst of like kind of her powers igniting. I would expect a much further fall from a bridge yeah. and. Uh, bridge falls from cars are an iconic staple of Spider-Man movies, but they seem to happen at a little bit more of a dangerous height as well. So very, very odd. And then also the main villain who is shown to us to be super powered in a way, like he is, he is superhuman. He is very strong. I find it shocking that he dies by falling off of like maybe a three story building. I understand a big letter fell on him as well. But uh, to assume P, that that I believe, is what from Pepsi. kills him? Yeah. Yes, I think it's the second P in Pepsi. He, he's he's, a, he's <laughs> a squash spider, Mike. He's a squash <laughs> spider. Yeah. 
their uh, the, the the Pepsi corporate brand style guide says only the second pee in Pepsi is allowed to be lethal. The first pee, that's the hero pee. That can't be killing oh. villains. No. Uh, the, yeah, let's, the villain. We, the villain is 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 awful all around. Um, you know, the, he's using NSA technology in 2003 with camera clarity that we did not have in 2003. Let's just yeah, be honest. And, and and even if this was supposed to be taking place in like also Nin- 1995, that's even yeah. more of a stretch. Yeah. Uh, and I understand we as a society are more and more removed from 2001 of 9/11. But a New York City two years post 9/11, they every institution uh, in that city would have been just drenched in some sort of anti-terrorism Patriot Act something. Some one of these firefighters would have brought up something that happened. It's oh, just yeah. it seems so weird not to talk about it at all right. back in 2003. But, but, but as you like, mentioned, and, that explained why there were so many cops though in the subway. Yeah, that's the only reason to explain, like, 10 uh, uh, uniformed officers on a subway p- platform. An empty be, subway uh, platform. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, I thought there was This is how I thought watching ma- the movie. Like, uh. was there some sort of magic happening? Like, I understand the spider guy who's crawling yeah. on the ceiling. He's hard to see, but they made it sound like he was in, literally invisible and nobody yeah. else could see him. Where it's just like, do they really no, think Dakota I, I, Johnson launched these officers? like into the subway tubes with her super powered like punches and kicks like no somebody else was there so uh, it was just weird that they really leaned into like she kidnapped three teenage girls can you believe it the whole plot point the whole thing is you know um there's a a a baby shower scene mike i hope you get to go through this exact same thing at some point uh with this baby shower where the whole point of this movie is she doesn't know she doesn't like people and and she doesn't want to interact with people right that's her she doesn't like to quote, she doesn't like all this family stuff. But, yeah, but I would say even earlier on, right? Like a kid tries to give her a drawing for saving his mom or whatever, and um, she's like, "What do I do with it?" And he's like, "Just which, take it and throw it away." Which is like which, any uh, any regular person would do. Yeah. That. What but, a psychotic thing to be like. Oh, what is? Is this oh, covered in cooties? Or? Yeah. Like so. It's like the whole point. Is, so like you know, and then you find out that she has like a uh, you know she's mad at her mom because her mom died like died was working didn't care about her when she was like then you find out that she had an incurable disease um and that's why her mom was there like but they like they over explain all this shit to you like they just over and over explain to it yeah. and the whole point of it is she's supposed to take these girls who have no family and become a mother figure to them right I, like i get what the the whole line the through line is but it is the worst way to get there like uh, throughout the whole thing Uh, the kids don't care like Like, they're not listening they're doing when she says don't do anything stupid four times and then the first thing they do is something stupid i'm like well yeah of course they're kids (laughs) like i can understand her coming across one abandoned orphan child right but to come across three in the same day that all need a surrogate mother to help them is outlandish. Who is going like, to also it, all three of them kill that dude in the yeah. same apartment he's living in? What just move apartments. Your vision will yeah. change. And it's like it's like I understand that they're trying to paint some sort of like destiny paintbrush over all of yeah. this, but it's just absolutely wild and I was prepared to not like this movie, right? You know, we all of the, the, the red flags were going all over the place. So we were prepared for this, Chris. So we're not surprised that this no. movie is bad. 
but I cannot believe the gall that they had to lean so heavily into a couple flash forward scenes to put all of these costume spider people huh. into the trailer. Like, and, then, and that's all we, that's all flashes. we saw. <laughs> yeah. That's all we get. There's, um, I, <laughs> I wish I could have found like a higher resolution final shot where you get to see all of them. In uh, costumes, it's even a, like Madam Web. You can find some on, on Twitter. This whole movie's yeah. on Twitter, by the way, if you, you want to watch it. <laughs> uh. It's just, it's crazy. Uh, I, I can only just talk about the things as they pop into my head. A yeah. firework flies through the building, torpedoes through the water and smacks her in the face. And that's how she becomes We, we have to blind her. <laughs> and then somehow she's also in a wheelchair. How did she get to in the wheelchair? Why is she why is she crippled? Yeah, Nothing. it's just like the the Mace Windu redirected lightning was more believable for how the Emperor gets his weird yeah. wrinkly face yeah. uh, than Madame Webb's it, transformation. And I love how she's in that weird like robotic wheelchair automatically too. Yeah. Like yeah. she's she's like she's all into it, ready to go. She's got weird goofy. Uh, she's got the, uh, like the future Ray Bans or the Oakleys. Yeah. And 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 obviously they're like, oh, here's what we got for groceries. And she's like, I know what you got for groceries. And they're like, this is really annoying. Could you stop doing that? Like. Like she doesn't yeah. need to tell us that she knows the future. We I, get that she knows I, the future. That final scene where they're in that kind of like almost cyber punky like apartment and they're all just the, kind the of spider like spider window loft that she's that looking That should out. have been where the that should have been where the movie started. I yeah. loved the cheesiness of everything that's happening it, in that final scene. Like Dakota Johnson is like, you know, operating on this aura of like mystery and all knowingness and then like these teenage girls are like, "Oh yeah, this is just like our new mom. This is so fun. Let's eat like Chinese food. This is going to be yeah. this is going to be great." Like and like I I cannot conceive any reasonable scenario of how these three teenagers get their superpowers because they're yeah. all so unique well, and different. Oh my God, like, yeah. What, I can only imagine the hilarious hoops that if this movie is financially successful and gets a sequel, how they get their powers. Yeah. Like in a comic book, all of these characters kind of are introduced in like different eras, decades, issues. They all yeah. have like reasons for existing. That explain. Yeah. yeah. But to have it all happen all at once is just going to be so silly. Yeah. I, I, I thought maybe that they were going to get some of like, the poison in them from the bad this, guy and, and almost die. But then like Madam web, like somehow like revived them. And then that's with how they chest kind of compressions, yeah. <laughs> these, they cannot handle more than four chest compressions. Their CPR skills are absolutely useless because it takes three of them just to do a normal amount of compressions to bring somebody back to life. Yeah, well, yeah. So I, this whole movie is about the web of destiny, right? Like everyone's got you know, their connected somehow. But they didn't even think that these three kids, you know, how how are we going to tie them in here? Because he only sees them in the future. He doesn't know how they get there. Um, if I was to liken this to a movie that did it better, have you ever seen the movie Next uh, with Nicolas Cage where he can predict like two minutes into the future? Except when he's no. like with one lady, but he can see farther when she's like near him. Like no, but th but there's other similar kind yeah. of groundhog esque movies that have come out recently, like the live die repeat. Like yeah, and also like there's like a there's like a fun kind of like slasher college movie. I don't remember yeah. the name of it, but she's reliving the same day. Oh, ha is it Happy Death Day? Yeah, 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 yeah. So there's people have done this way like, more creatively. That and should way be better her recently. That should be her powers, right? Her powers should be. Mm -hmm. 
oh, I can see the future. Let me, let me, let's reset. Let's redo it again. And not, Hey, I can split into three people and just kind of <laughs> prop these kids up on their like support yes. beams until I get kicked by a dude who's much stronger than me. Like, Whoa, this is awful. Um, what what did you say the internet said her power was to say watch out? Oh, her her power her Madam Web's magic power is just to yell get down, get down because yeah. she has no real kind of useful I, power except for avoidance. She Madam Web is how I play Super Smash Brothers. I hold the shield button and I roll around left and right until somebody gets to like three hundred percent and I can just manage to get a smash in on yeah. them. That is yeah. what Dakota Johnson is doing. This she's putting her shield yeah. on her reflector she's uh she's spamming the projectile button because uh that's all she can really do and then suddenly she can split into three people i thought it was going to be more clever in the end like oh you can be in three places at once i thought she was going to kind of do some sort of like multiversal time travel thing and and all she did is she like split into three like naruto they could have done the doctor strange thing where she sees all the different visions right and like there's Mm -hmm. one where i can save the girls like this is it let's do it real fast um and then like block like she may not be more powerful than him but she has the ability to like block him because she knows what he's gonna do every time Mm -hmm. like there's a whole thing there i do want to share an anecdote a a, a listener of ours did share that um someone he knows and I'm, I'm trying to be very vague here he knows who the, he knows who this is said that um someone that he knows who has the worst taste in movies uh is talking was talking to to him about how good madam webb was uh yeah anyway uh so um one of the things that uh he said he says uh, at the end of it quote so then she taps into her brain powers and has to defeat venom <laughs> okay um, I could see how someone uh, would would get this, uh, but that was a very funny line from someone who's like, "This is Venom. This this bad guy is Venom." And I'm like, "Yep, he looks like Venom, doesn't he? He looks just like Venom." So this is Chris. This is uh, we are butting up against what uh, is called the rule of uh, large numbers, where if you get enough sample size of anything, people. Yeah. You know, scenarios, you're bound to find every scenario to be true. So, yes, there are factually going to be some number of people that enjoyed this they're movie, gonna be they're gonna is... be contrarians as well like oh it's actually yes. cinematic art i'm like no mm. Mm. yeah it's just wild like and I, obviously morbius i feel like is a, the best direct comparison that we have just because it's from the same studio same writers from the same spum universe yes same writers involved as well even though i believe other writers are credited on this yeah. before well, like in the list of order so we'll never truly know the the current yeah. makeup of the script with all of the rewrites yeah, i i don't through. i can't blame writers because this movie if the initial script was what dakota johnson signed on to and, and it changed that bad i can't blame any writer that i know yeah. of offhand because i'm like i don't know who did this yeah i do have to say if if my head canon holds true and you know dakota johnson signed up for this movie read the script saw the writing on the wall that this is a dumpster fire. So she approached every scene with just absolute apathy and just wild weirdness. And you can, her press tour videos are so fun to watch because yeah. she's so apathetic. She, she has no, care. she didn't even know the Spider-Man movie titles. Yeah. I think in one, uh, she, like, yeah, she, yeah, she was asking, she was just making up. She's so she's yeah. just having a blast and she knows that, like, this is in her past. I feel like she's, she talked to her therapist. Yeah. It's just like, just let it go and move em- on. Embrace and like, it, and they can't make fun of you for it if you're yes, embracing it. She's yeah. really taking it to heart. So I, I feel like she's in on the joke. And uh, the single best moment in this movie, which I think is actually legitimately funny, and but not worth watching the whole movie for, 
the whole scene in the movie where she finally runs into the three girls and tells them, you're in danger, you got to get off this train. So they get off the train, and then they hop onto another train. And that's when she runs into a guy that she just told to also get off the train. So now he's confused, and he's like, wait a minute, am I on the right train? And she <laughs> yeah. just goes, I don't know, and then <laughs> walks by. I, that was legitimately yeah. fun, comedic timing. If somehow you could just bottle that yeah. and make it the entire movie – we would my, have been having some fun. <laughs> my, I, I will end with the scene that that capped us off is near the very end, uh, and I think I told you this. There's a scene where she's in the hospital with bandages on her eyes, and the girls are with her, and you know they're talking. Oh my God, it's over. You know we, we have each other. A nurse walks in to to check on this person, right? And they're like, Oh, are you immediate family? And she's like, They're mine. And then the nurse just turns around and fucks right off. Like, doesn't even do nurse <laughs> things. Like, literally, they set up this whole scene for her to say, they're mine. Like, they are her family. We know. You don't have to tell us. We get it. We got it. We, we saw the movie. Uh, but uh, that, that part just, like, uh, like the most audible groan I've ever done in a movie theater, Mike. Uh, I've seen bad things, but, like, that moment just pushed me right over the edge. I'm like, yeah. I can't wait to leave and, and go you know, be miserable thinking about this movie at yeah. home. So. Chris, Chris said this, this whole, this whole film is, uh, already on Twitter. I came yeah. across some pretty fun compilations of just wild out of control line reads from the characters. Yeah. So I think there is entertainment yep. to be found from this film, but not in the traditional sense of paying what, for a ticket and going. going what I straight. saw is that this is going to be one of those movies you get with your friends and sit and make fun of, right? Like in your home, like mm-hmm. you're eating popcorn, you're, you're having dinner together. You're like, Hey, let's throw on a stupid movie and make fun of it. Like talk over it. This is going to be one of those movies because it's that it's not so bad. It's good. It's not that it's so bad. It's bad. And you have to laugh at it because it's so bad and it doesn't know it's so bad. Um, and I think that if this movie has a home, it will be in with the likes of the room and showgirls where people go watch this to make fun of it together. Um, because the camaraderie, uh, as you texted me is what saves you from it during this movie throughout the whole thing. But it does not give me any hope for Craven. It does not give me any hope for, um, Venom three could probably be better than this because I think, uh, Tom Hardy has like a, like more control than, than, anybody else but like it's not gonna be great but like i i have no hope for craven after watching this at all mm-hmm. so um spum has done it again mike it's just ruined my day uh, <laughs> through and through well if you have nothing else that is the episode we that was a, like you said a little bit of a a little bit of a double double big mac if you will size episode but if people want to know what you're up to what you're doing mike they find you at yeah, they can find my web comics at liferewardsrisk.com and pickledcomics.com. Chris, if people want to catch up with you, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram, uh, Valdan87, V-A-L-D-A-N, or Video Game Systems of the same name. If people want to know more about the show, where they can tune in for our regularly scheduled episodes, or um, normally when we have review episodes, those pop up too, but I don't know when our next one is. Probably Deadpool at this point. Um, where can they find those at? Well, if they want to find our magical cave in the middle of the jungle with uh, possibly a magical pool of water, or was it the spiders she, that were she got She got Doctor <laughs> Strange into the water. Yeah, I, and, but then I think she came out of it and wasn't wet anymore. So yeah. I don't even know what's happening. But exactly. if you want to find our magical cave, it's uh, over at SuperHeroSlate.com. That's the best place to find all the avenues we host our show. You get our awesome show notes. So if you want to see all the things that we ran down this week or any other week in the past like decade, 
We have all the show notes over there at SuperheroSlate.com. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, wherever else you love to listen to fine podcasts. You can get merch at SuperheroSlate.com slash store. We love hearing from you. Let us know what you thought about Madam Web. <laughs> don't what pay for it. Your... Please don't pay for it. <laughs> okay, what are, you, what are your theories about Fantastic Four? Yeah, How do you go. think they make it to the future? I want to know that. And if you want to be a super fan of Superhero Slate, it's very easy to do. All you have to do is, sh- is share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy, and we will be here every week, folks. That's right. We'll see you guys next week. Bye.